Good morning. Welcome back to Chopper Time. I'm Devin. I'm joined with Ben and Kelly and Ethan today. He's running the cameras. Thank you so much. So we are going to start off with a word of prayer. Um, Kelly, would you open us up? Yeah. Lord God, thank you so much for this day, Lord. I thank you for this uh, this time that we can gather, Lord, and, and just discuss things from the message yesterday. They were chopped, Lord, for time. Lord, I pray that our words would be pleasing to you, God, that your spirit would guide us as we discuss these things. In Jesus' name. We again want to say thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe and like button. Now we're going to move on to the actual message in Chopper Time. Yesterday, you're continuing through the book of Hebrews all the way into chapter 10 right now, which is awesome, and taking us through a draw near to God. Could you give uh, our viewers a recap? Started with verse 19 out of chapter 10, and, and you know we, we skipped the first 18 verses there for a reason, because the... The writer, uh, while it's incredible passages, it, it are, it's kind of covering things that we've talked about uh, leading up in this series. So um, in this passage, 19 through 25, that we covered, we begin to start seeing some imperatives, some things that Paul, or not Paul, it's like, it, well, if you're of the camp that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, then you just completely agreed with that statement. <laughs> uh, but the writer of Hebrews begins to give us uh, some imperatives, like let us. And we find three of them mm. in this passage. And we're going to kind of slow down just a little bit for these next three weeks, and we're going to cover all three of those, one per week. The first one that was given to us was let us draw near mm. to God. As I was kind of praying about and studying this, you know, with this imperative, whenever something is commanded of us like this, I think that we need to be able to take a look at it practically and go, okay, how? Amen. You know, because that's going to be the question that most people have is like, you're telling me that the scripture is instructing that we draw near to God. Mm -hmm. How do I draw near? What are some things that I do to draw near? And the first thing that came to my mind and just continually resounded in my thoughts was the fact that we we have to be in awe of God. Mm -hmm. We have to have a healthy fear of the Lord. And it's like kind of what I told the congregation yesterday. is like, listen, I'm only going to be able to scratch the surface of this. Mm -hmm. Just even if I were to take an hour, it's just going to scratch the surface. So we'll come back to it later on this year, spend some time in a study on the, the fear of the Lord, what's mm -hmm. a healthy biblical fear of God. Um, but we, we did kind of go down that uh, that road of what does it mean to be in awe mm -hmm. of God? If we're going to draw near, how do we do that through the awe and reverence uh, and fear of God? And we looked at all kinds of passages all the way from uh, Leviticus. We went to Psalm 89, Isaiah, Hosea. Uh, John, Hebrews, I mean, we just kind of bounced a little bit of everywhere, but talking about this theme that we see of fearing the Lord mm. and how that really needs to be an element of our relationship with him, uh, because I think that that's 
one of the big things that we've seen that's been lost in our churches mm. is uh, we're, we're all about the love of God. And yes, God is love. That is 100% true. But we need to fear the Lord also. Mm. There needs to be a sense of awe uh, in our um, in our pursuit, in our relationship mm. with him as well. Amen. Then we took some looks at, you know, hey, here's five things you can do. It's basically obey. That's right. Yeah, just be obedient. I love it. Get, get down to the last fifth one, and it was just a complete obedience. Just you obey know? completely. <laughs> yeah. I could have just skipped there, but let's just, yeah. No, it was it was a great message, and I, I love that it's practical, you know, because one of the things that we, as Christians, sometimes you can, you know, make your faith esoteric. It's out there. It's something I believe, but if it doesn't get down into our practical life, if it's not, we're not doers of the word and not hearers only, mm-hmm. it's useless. That's what Paul says, yeah. uh, or the writer of James says about our faith. And, you know, so for me... Paul's just going to write everything. Yeah, everything. Let's, just, let's just say, he'll, just, he'll, he'll write every of the books of the Bible. So. And and that's, you know, as we kind of look at what stood out for each one of us, uh, to me, you know, when we're looking at this fear of God or awe of God, you know, I like it because it, it, it reminded me that, you know, I need to have a higher view of God. A higher view of God in the sense that I, you know, the, out there, there are multitudes of things, especially nowadays, you know, we have our gods, the Avengers, Thor, um, you know, whatever it is, all those things out there. And these gods are just like us with superpowers. Hmm. But God is not like that. He's not like us. You know, he says, I'm not like you. I mean, his ways are high above our ways, as high as the heavens are above the earth, it tells us right there, you know. So, and I just like that. That's kind of what we need. It could stood out to me, you know, need to have a right view of God because that transforms our life. So uh, I know I'm probably getting into a little bit of our, our message today afterwards, but hey, that's what stood out to me. <laughs> so, um, Kelly, what'd you, what about stood out to you? Yeah, I, I, for me, it was that it was, you know, that drawing near to God requires us to respond to God. It's mm-hmm. not something that just happens. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's obvious, but it's one of those things where it's easy to go, you know, I, I go to church or whatever, you know, and, and it's like, it's an intentional thing to draw near to God. Mm-hmm. You know, he draws us to him, you know, he saves us. We're going to talk more about that, but but uh, that we respond to that mm-hmm. by drawing near to him. Like, like in, in at, you know, the end of the message, you talked about these obedience things, and that's that's what it, you know, obedience. A lot of us, we don't like that word obedience, you know, mm-hmm. it's a... Uh, kind of a four-letter word sometimes you know i don't want to obey it's like submit right it's like don't tell me to submit right. but uh to draw near to him it's an intentional thing it doesn't just happen and that's what obedience looks like it looks like drawing near to god it's when god says something we we try to do that thing so i, I like that you know that Amen. there's an intentionality to drawing near has to be intentional good stuff ethan what about you what stood out for you uh yesterday yeah, um, the one that stood out to me was like drawing near and being like obedient, even when it's uncomfortable. Mm. What's up? Because that like, <laughs> I mean, we were just like talking like at House Mill. Like my biggest problem is stepping out of my comfort zone. Like I like being comfortable, oh, yeah. um, and it's hard for me to like listen. And be like, because I try to calculate like all the what ifs, right? Like I try to look at all the outcomes yeah. that can happen and even though God already knows what the outcome is going to be. And I'm like, but, but you know who doesn't? It's me. <laughs> and, this, this guy. and personally, yeah. I have a problem with that. <laughs> so um, that's definitely the one that I'm trying to 
work through the most in terms of obedience because everything else I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll go where you send me, do this. And then it's like, okay, how about you go here and do this thing? And I'm like, well, I mean, almost anything yeah. I'm good with going <laughs> to do. So turns out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's good. Amen. It's good to have ourselves, uh, you know, that is the stirring up. You know, I like what uh, I believe, uh, you know, he says, I'm going to stir up your faith by way of or minus. And that is Peter. So we're going to get away from Paul this time. So, um, and, <laughs> you know, I just think that that's important because that's what we do here. You know, I, I every week that we come and talk about Chop for Time, you know, I'm stirred up because we need that. We need a continual stirring of our faith. You know, it just can't be on the top. It's got to get mixed in with the rest of our lives right there. So as we've um, kind of moved on, we're kind of moving into a place of just what I was talking about uh, a second ago. You named three points um, in your sermon and things that you pray every day. Can you remind us what it was? Yeah. Three things that I pray on a daily basis is that number one, uh, that the fear of God would be restored to the churches, mm-hmm. um, which we talked about yesterday some. The second is that true biblical preaching would return to our pulpits mm-hmm. um, in, in all churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thirdly is that the people of God would fall in love with the Word of God. Amen. Um, and that's the, those are the three things that I pray daily. So let's look at this last one. The people of God would fall in love with the Word of God because that's a call for every person who claims Christ. Mm -hmm. It is not, you know, it's not just a one and done deal right here. There needs to be something afterwards. And I think that it's so important that people look at church or things and they think, well, I could just go hear the message. I could hear just the pastor. That's good enough. Hey, isn't that what they did for thousands of years before they had the actual Bible in their hands? So let's talk about that. Let's move it. And we're going to go into a couple of verses, but can you key in on that first? And then I'll move into Kelly because he's got a passage for us. Yeah, I think that there, you know, I remember growing up um, that there were many, many lay people in the church I mean, just people who now would consider themselves attenders or members of the church that, uh, and, and that would be what they would consider what they did in the church. But I remember them knowing the Word of God so well. Hmm. I mean, it just really, they spent time in the Word. They studied the Word. They memorized the Word. They loved the Word. And looking back on it, I think that there was probably a lot of lay people then and in the past that knew the Word of God read the Word of God, studied the Word of God, uh, and loved the Word more than um, a lot of preachers, a lot of pastors today. And mm. I, I'm not excluding myself from that. But it just seems like there is a detachment that we've developed um, from the Word of God. And I've been personally convicted in my life over the past few years about this to... Um, intentionally spend time in God's word for me, hmm. not for a message Amen. or a lesson yes. or a devotion that I'm writing or something, because that's an easy trap to fall into from someone who's pastoring and has, you know, is blessed with the opportunity to spend um, a large amount of time in God's word hmm. is that you, you can almost begin to view it clinically right? of like, well, I've got a message coming up. Or I've got a devotion I have to write or a lesson I need to teach. So 
I'm going to spend time in God's word. So I'm spending time in God's right. word. And it's, it's not for personal edification or for me drawing nearer to the Lord. Right, that heart searching yeah. comes from that personal time. Achille, you, you actually have a passage for us today. Would you read that for us? Yeah. Okay. I can't, sorry, will you share what you're doing now? Because we're talking about oh, yes. taking like a higher view yeah. of God as to yeah. what we kind of do now, what our tendency right. is. Would you explain to him kind of what we're what you're stepping through right. personally? Yeah, so I um, a couple of weeks ago I started reading through the Bible in 30 days. And so it's like... It's at least it's around two hours a day, depending on the uh, you know how much you're, how fast you read. But the, my point is, is that I, I've begun to see this picture of God. You know, when you read the Bible <clears throat> that fast, you see just how amazing God is and how and how loving He is. You know, you, a lot of times you hear like through people like here you you take you know you cherry pick scriptures out of the Old Testament. It's like oh man, this Old Testament God is just this wrathful judge that just hates people. You know. Mm. And it's like, come on! And but when you, when I, you know, digging into this thing, it's like, man, God is so gracious and so mm-hmm. patient with us, over and over again. You go through the prophets, and it's like, I slow to anger, right? Slow to slow to destroying people. You know, He wants to save everyone, and uh, so, yeah, you see this picture of God's love, and and the more I see of God, like you know, just this big picture of God. Yeah, the more I fear God, but you know what? It draws me to Him. Mm-hmm. It draws me near God. It draws me near God, and it doesn't push me away. And so it's actually the opposite. So the more I see of God, the true God of the Bible, the more it draws me near to Him mm-hmm. in fear and reverence. You know, Amen. I mean, I fully understand what He is capable of and what He's, you know, what He could do. But man, what He's done for me—it just it draws me in. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of just what Ben was preaching, let us draw near with the yeah. hearts of full assurance. Uh, why don't you read that passage yeah. for us? It's First uh, Peter 1, 22, 23. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. And, man, I love that. You know, you've been born again. You know, you've been regenerated through the living, enduring Word of God. And uh, that's that love. It just talks about love. Love each other. Love one another deeply from the heart. And, you know, that, that love comes from God. And like I said, I, th- I think it's imperative that we see the big picture of who God really is, that we can see that love for one another. We can see that love for God, and we want to draw near to Him. It's this, it's this fear it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. It's not a fear of running away because when I'm ignorant of God and I'm not in his word, I don't, I, I don't want to get close to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the more I see of God, the more I love him, the more I draw near to him. So. Ethan, uh, when he read that passage, does anything stand out uh, for you there? It's the idea of like kind of transforming, like, like you know what I mean? Like how – like – we kind of use that word a lot, mm-hmm. like in the church, like especially in terms of like baptism, like rebirth and everything else. Like mm-hmm. you don't really know what that looks like. I mean, people, especially people like that aren't in church are like, well, that sounds really odd. And it's like, you know, fair. Um, but it's the things that 
it's a way that God reveals himself almost changes a little mm. bit, like, because you're looking at it from a new perspective for once. Yeah. Um, and instead of trying to understand God through your own terms and your own understanding of it, you get to understand God from the way that he told or he tells the story, mm. um, which if we don't spend a lot of time in, it's really easy to um, kind of you like change the perspective yourself again. And I think one of the reasons that it's like so hard for people to um, stay in scripture is because it's hard for us to understand, like even like trying to read God's word, right? It's written in a way that's um, maybe not as entertaining as today's standards would enjoy it because it sounds like it's, it, al- it almost tries to sound like it's trying to be like fiction, like another story, mm. but we have to know it's not, right? And trying to read scripture from the perspective of going, this isn't just another fairy tale. This isn't just another story. This is true events. This is real. This is who God is because God's not someone who, operates in the realm of our understanding of our ways of possibility. Like you said earlier, he's higher than those ways. And unless you read scripture through the lens and fall in love with it through the lens of this actually happened, this is the, this is, these are the steps that our savior and our God is willing to go for us. Mm-hmm. Then I mean, you know, that's where it's hard for people to fall in love with yeah. it. So, right. Because then it just becomes another fantasy another weirdo you know tale i mean i am nothing against i like avengers and all those kind of things right there but i you know there was a once a um a t-shirt that you know all the avengers a hulk and everybody's sitting around and then it has a little caption as jesus standing saying that's the way i saved the world he's just one of many you know of that he saved the world just like they saved the world and and you know I, i thought it was cute and you know i was cool but because it's a conversation starter that really Jesus did save the world and not, you know, wasn't on movie. Um, but, you know, but I just think I agree with that. You know, the sense is that we need to have the reality from this passage right here. You're born again through the word of God. And I think that's such a key point because people say, well, I was born again by saying a prayer. I was born again by, you know, I signed my name on a card or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says specifically in that passage, it was the word of God, the good news of the gospel that talks about Romans 10, 17, talks about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Important passages right there. And this is it. Without the word of God, you cannot be saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, the word of God is preached. How shall they hear unless somebody sent? And I just think that's such an key and important part that we should fall in love and have a higher view of God because we're paying attention to what it started with, the word of God mm-hmm. that was preached to us. And and that's such an important part that we get into that and look at this Savior who draw, drew near to us so that we could draw near to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I have a whole lot to add to what, you know, you guys have already said. I mean, because it's honestly, it's just one of those things that, um, yeah, I, I go back to the, the saying that I fall back on is that the word of God should lead you into an experience with God mm-hmm. because the word reveals his character, Amen. reveals who he is, uh, and the Holy Spirit illuminates the scripture for us, mm-hmm. brings it to life. Uh, and draws us closer into God mm-hmm. via via that experience of I'm I'm reading something that's living, that's active, that's sharper than any 
two-edged sword that pierces the bone from the marrow. You know, I mean, it's just, it's got that, that quality to it that if we're reading it, studying it, examining it with the right heart through the right lens, then we have no choice but to be drawn to God. Mm. Amen. Amen. And you, you actually have another passage for us that kind of just even elevates us a little bit more. Yeah. Psalm 138, 2 uh, says, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Hmm. Just, I don't know if we're going to be able to, I don't, I don't think I can this morning to be able to articulate well enough or with enough words just how highly exalted God should be hmm. in, in our view and in our lives, um, far above, <clears throat> far above anything else. Um, because we te- our tendency is to want to bring God down to our level, hmm. to make him look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way. When God, you know, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher. You know, who can understand? That's right. Or, you know, it's just, to me, I, I'm blown away by that. And I think that Kelly, you know, with him having that concept of going through Scripture so quickly and just looking and saying, I'm getting a big picture mm. that I've never gotten in any other way Amen. of just the enormity of God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. Kelly, what about you? Yeah, uh, read just I was this theme of that first line. I will bow down, you know. And I was thinking about like, I've uh, I've kind of used this idea before, but like a lion, you know the the you know the big lion, the pride, you know, and or whatever it is called, and you know he's like the head guy out there, and and this little cub, it's this picture I saw, and and it was just nestled into the side of this huge lion. I mean, just like a tiny, it's like a little infant, you know, would be on my side, you know. And it was this, and it was just kind of like that picture, that fear of God, you know, like this cub is just so comfortable and so safe nestled in there. Like we are with God when we have a proper uh, awe of God, proper fear of God, like we are so safe. There's no safer place for us to be in the universe than just pushed into him like that, you know, but he could crush us so quickly, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I mean, we never lose sight of that, but we are so safe, and he just, in his loving embrace, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And that's what I think of that. I just, you know, that, and, and but you don't see that. Like I said, it, you can't see that unless you see the whole picture, unless you're spending time in God's Word, and you're seeing all of it. You're not mm-hmm. just seeing the, 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 the power and the fear of God, or, you know, that, that, you know, that wrath of God. You have to see it all, and you see so much more love and mercy and grace. You know what I mean? And that's what his heart is. He wants to save everyone. That's what he says in his word. And so. Amen. I think that too, you know, it's just not any particular aspect Mm -hmm. because God wants to speak to each of us individually. And, you know, you might need to know more about the fear of God or the love of God or the mercy of God. You know, of course, we all need to that. But in a certain sense that God is going to speak to each one of us individually and raise up 
who he is as we get individually into that, you know, because each one of us need a higher view of God. And your view of God may not be my particular view of God. The angels see God differently than we see him, you know, they fall down before him all 24 yeah. seven, you know, that's a different aspect that they have. Cause I think every time they look at him, they see something different, you know, and every time you look into the word, there's something different there. Uh, Ethan, what about you? What stands out for you there? Um, kind of in the idea of like, I don't know if we have like any idea, like, how far like we should be exalting God like above like um I don't know like it's still not enough I feel like but the closest we can come to it probably is completely and totally like exalting him above like everything else hmm. and with everything that we do should be symbolic or um an example set to like put him completely above everything that we do and guiding every step that we take action that we take word that we say um and what i think is crazy about doing something like that is um how that like when you do that i feel like you share the gospel and share like kind of who god is more than if you were to sit down and talk to someone half the time because how many times like do you have a conversation without saying a word just by your actions Mm -hmm. and the way that you carry yourself or hold yourself, um, hold yourself or, you know, kind of what you're doing. And I feel like that's like one of the greatest ways that we can exalt God in, in to- totality anyways. So it's kind Amen. of, thanks. I, and, and, and I like that too, in the sense that, you know, there's passages in, in the Bible that talk about Jesus one jot or one tittle will not pass away from this law. Um, he said, I didn't come to, you know, get rid of the law. I came to establish it. And, you know, here we are looking at this passage that says, I've exalted my word even above my name. Um, you know, and I just, I love that because sometimes we like, I was listening to a passage where people like to chew, cut and choose what they'll read. I like that, you know, you're reading through the whole Bible in a month. You know, that's amazing because sometimes we're like, oh, these names, 1 Corinthians 1 through 9. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't like, wow, man. what? A, but, you know, the Bible specifically says that all Scripture mm-hmm. is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. When we're talking about drawing near to God, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a name. I don't know how God does it, but it says all. That name is inspired by God. It doesn't mean, I don't know what it gives sometimes, but God still wants me to read it. I don't know why sometimes, because I like to skip those nine chapters of First Corinthians. I'm like, oh, man, that's a hard bit of, you know, or, you know, you get into numbers, and you're like, oh, man, that just, uh, 12 bulls, 12, this, 12, that, okay, you know, but hey, God didn't say, just skip the parts that you don't like, or that don't, aren't, seem, don't seem relevant to you. No, he didn't ever see, I've never seen that in, that God said, just go skip those parts. Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. his word all inspired by him i may not know what it does but he does he sees far more than i do so i think um closing thoughts or ben i was working towards you right there i sort of missed out no 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 it's i'll, I'll just go ahead with my closing thoughts. okay i, I yes. just i think that there's just so many elements <clears throat> of this drawing near that i know i personally fall so short of mm-hmm. um and the one thing that we have been given that's tangible that's that we have that that we can hold that we can you know with our senses we can experience is his word Amen. and of all of the other things we could talk about because there's so many things that can help us to draw near to him but 
the experience that we can have with him and drawing near to him through his word mm. uh, is is different from anything else because it's there, it's available, and we live in a time to where um, we don't have difficulty accessing the word of God. Amen. It's there. Amen. And that's, uh, that's something that I know in, in my life is uh, I need to utilize far more often hmm. to draw near Beautiful. to him. Good stuff, Kelly. Yeah, take away. I'm gonna stick with the word, man. It's all about the word to me. Uh, you know, I, I've seen it in my own life. I, I was challenged by my uh, my mentor, who was uh, Jamie Lambert, is his name. He was my mentor for 13 years, and and very from the very beginning of our relationship, when I after I was saved and I became a part of his home group, and he challenged us to memorize scripture and to read the word. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I was dragging my feet, you know, and it was a young adults group. And most of it was like, I don't really like, I just, I don't know. I just don't like to read. And he's like, he, he, for me, he was like, you know, every statistic and detail of the Beaver football team, you know, you know, all their names, you know, everything about them <clears throat> and you keep track of everything week to, I mean, week in and week out, day in and day out, you're reading all these articles. You tell me you can't read the word. You can't memorize scripture. <laughs> you know, all their stats. Amen. And, uh, I really took that to heart, you know, and I've seen that true in my life. And I would just encourage anyone that's, uh, you know, watching that's like, man, I want more of the love of God. I want to draw nearer to God. Go and get more of God, man. Look and more, uh, read his word, spend more time with him, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's how you draw near to God. I mean, he's not, he hasn't gone anywhere. Amen to that. You know, he's, he's available to anyone who would seek him. He's right there. Spend time with him. Good stuff. Ethan, what about you, man? Yeah, the, <clears throat> I mean, for the word, the same thing, kind of, you know, it's all been kind of touched on already, but, uh, and like the readily, like available for everyone, like to me, that's like, that's so incredible. And it helps me so much with the idea of drawing near is that like you, you have, you have this creator of everything, right. That cares so much on an individual level that he's like, anytime you want to reach out. Yeah go ahead. Yeah. Like I'm right here. And then you want to know what I have to say back? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <There's> the, <laughs> hello. It's been there for a while now. Uh, yeah. And being able to go to him whenever, whenever you need to, which obviously that's, I feel like anyone in ministry's encouragement is like, <laughs> you should go to him every, you know, anytime. And, um, but yeah, that's kind of the takeaway I have is that I'm just glad I serve a creator that's always there. And yeah. Amen. Good stuff. I, you know, to me, there's so many passages I could quote, you know, just to look at, because I, I, I too feel just such a love of word. You know, second Peter says, everything's been given to us for life and godliness. Where? In God's word. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, who was said, your words were found and I ate them. And they were to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we should feel the love of God. Man, just he hungered and thirsted for righteousness, for that love of God. And I just felt like if you find everything that you're going through can be found in the word of God. And an answer that God has given to you will be spoken by the Holy Spirit through his word, just empowering you. So I just I love it. I'm so excited about the Word of God. We could just keep going on here for a little bit, but 
Let's uh, close out with a word of prayer. Um, uh, we just want to say thank you, first of all, for joining us. Um, if you have any comments or questions, please write them down in the comment section below, and we will do our best to answer those uh, to the best of our ability. If you um, would like to contact us, we can be reached at FCCGrayson.com, or you can reach out and give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If you don't have a home church, uh, come on. Come be part of FCC Grayson. We would love to grow in God's grace and in in his love together. With that said, uh, Ethan, would you close out in a word of prayer? Sure. Father God, we thank you for this time that we can come together and just discuss a little more on what it means to what it means to serve you, what it means to love you, what it means to draw near to you. God, we we thank you for being such a wonderful creator, someone who is so full of yeah, so full of love, yet at the same time tells us that. Um, we should have a healthy fear of you in, in a way that um, isn't bad. Doesn't mean we need to be scared of you. It means we need to be scared of the absence of you, scared of what it's like to be away from you, um, because that's just not a world that we really want to want to be in. But God, we know that we serve a Creator that is always with us, is always present and with us. And um, God, I pray that in everything that we do, we aim to serve you and to exalt you above. Um, everything else in our lives to put you at a place where you deserve to be which is above everything father we love you and it's in your wonderful son's name that we pray amen, amen.